It's time to sweat it out with Anthony Mendez and Josh Evans. What is up, guys, and welcome back to the Sweat It Out podcast. Today we have a very special guest all the way in Atlanta. He's an NFL athlete. He has an ongoing project called Tyler Simmons. He's here to also help raise money for children with diabetes. Guys, this guy's a tremendous dude. Please help us welcome the one and only Tyler Simmons. What is up, dude? What's up? Thank you all for having me. Hell yeah, man. How you been? Been good, man. Just chilling, training, trying to get right for the season. Well, I know you just told us you crushed a workout apparently before the podcast. How about you tell us a little bit about that workout? How'd that go? Yeah, it was just um a couple couple we had one incoming rookie, um one guy, he's currently a receiver currently with Washington and we just uh got with our trainer, got some footwork drills down over in Atlanta and just trying to get some work in, you know, before the season. You no know, okay. you know, telling how the season's gonna go with with COVID and everything. So just gotta stay ready. Totally hear you, man. So I know you played with Tex with Texas before, right? With the Texans? Yeah, I was with Texans uh, up until week three. Um, got cut, so I'm now a free agent. So just waiting for a chance. So how's, how's that looking? How's that process, you know, when, when – uh, we've had a few guys on here, but definitely love to hear from your your, your input. How does that process look like when you guys become free agents and kind of what's the mentality around that? How's the, uh, the work ethic around that? Like what do you guys do to really just say, you know what – we got to get ready to take this to the next level to showcase another team that we can get back in here. Yeah. So when you get cut, um, it's, it's, it's a stressful thing at first, um, just because you're so used to being in a game, um, being around a sport and everything. And then once you get cut, you got to come kind of, I would say self-motivated. Um, if you really want it, you just got to stay in shape, uh, keep eating right, uh, doing the right things, you know, just, keeping in mind um, in that football mentality. So uh, for me, I was out in Houston. I got cut week three, and I found a couple of trainers out there in Houston just to keep me in shape for the time being. Um, that call didn't come around for me to get back on the team this season. But now uh, with a lot of teams just picking up free agents right now, uh, my agent's been talking to a couple of teams, and we're just trying to be wait, waiting for that chance. Uh, I got – Pro day next week with Georgia, so got to see how that go. Um, they have one last year, so I'm looking forward to this year. Yeah, I uh, I used to be a collegiate strength conditioning coach, and uh, pro day was always a little stressful for us on on the weight room side of things. Obviously, trying to get you guys ready. How was it for you as an athlete, like getting ready for a pro day? You know, a lot of people got eyes on you know what the athletes are doing and, and what the actual numbers look like. But for you, like mentally preparing for a pro day, you know, how do you get ready to, you know, perform at such a high level with so many people watching you, you know, a lot rides on that one individual day or, or that weekend of events. So how do you stay mentally prepared? How do you stay sharp and ready to go for each and everything that you got to accomplish? Well, for me, uh, I've been playing this sport since I was the age of four. So, um, a lot of this stuff just come natural, but for me, staying staying focused, uh, I just try to zone everything out, um, keep myself around the right people, uh, keep all try to stay away from all distractions around this time because 
I mean, you only get one chance. Luckily for me, this is my second chance around for a pro day, but really in reality, you only get one chance, one shot. So we're going to have all 32 teams out there. So um, just trying to stay calm. Uh, I, I listen to a lot of music. That's how I stay calm. <laughs> just what, keep what, myself what kind of going, music you know. You like? uh, yeah, what do you got on the playlist? Uh, Hit us with it. It, it just mm. – it kind of depends on the day. Um, Beethoven? Like today, or no, nah, like, not Beethoven. <laughs> Spice <laughs> not Girls? Beethoven, like, you know? Nah. <laughs> what's the Simmons, like what's the Simmons in, playlist? Come on. Uh, all right. So yesterday I was kind of into a little bit more slow stuff. So I was listening to some R&B, probably some Drake, probably some, um, let's see, some J. Cole. You know, rap music that's not too fast or anything. Uh, and then I have my other days where I'm like, okay, I got to get myself going. So I might listen to some more rap music like Future, Little Baby, Young Thug type stuff. So it really just depends on the day. Uh, so yeah. What's your what would be your favorite event that you like to perform during the pro day? I mean, obviously everyone knows, you know, forty yard dash. That's like a big one that ever. For me personally, though, it's a shot. I really like seeing the shuttle drill. You know, I like to see how people can flip yeah. their hips and kind of turn in a, in a short distance. I feel like that's really what football's about and get those bursts of speed. Sure. So I really can tell, you know, at least personally, like how athletic someone can be really from like a shuttle drill. What's one of your favorite drills that you like to perform during uh, those types of uh, days? I would say my favorite is probably the 40. Uh, I, you got some straightaway I, speed? I yeah, I got some straightaway speed. I grew up track athlete. Uh, so I ran a 100, 200. So 40 is probably my, my favorite thing. Uh, I'm becoming better at the at the 5 just being able to flip my hips and everything. Uh, that was one thing I, I kind of emphasized this offseason to try to get better at. So 5 should be really good, too. Where's your 40 at? Last year when I was able to run it, I was at four three eight. This year I'm looking to hit. Yeah, that's that's pretty good. So I'm, four, three, this year five? I'm looking to get a little bit. Four three flat would be great. That'd be awesome. So we we're gonna see what we get. I think you could do it. I don't know. You think you? Could I, do think it? So I think so too. I think I think so. Got to so come hot see. out the blocks, uh, but you know, with, with, yeah, exactly. with that track experience, exactly. it should should be second nature for you. So let me ask you, what what yeah, is your? You, you said second chance pro day. So how was your? What's the mindset difference that you have? You have to enter this pro day from the first one you entered. So walk us a little bit through that because I know that you know that first one is exciting. Obviously, you're gonna always give it your best, but this is like you said that second chance. And I know you're gonna have to just really, yeah. really, really show up and like bring it your all. You know, get that four three flat, do all these other crazy things. Obviously, you worked on the shuttle. So to walk us through that. Like, what's the mindset to approach this pro day? So last year, with me being in the league um, and already having a little bit of experience, uh, last year my mindset coming in was do good on testing. Do good. Um, I felt like the testing was going to take me into the rest of it. But this year, being having already be, been in the league, having some experience, my mindset is more shifted towards the routes. Uh, of course, I'm going to do it pretty well with the testing and everything. The testing is going to come, but at the end of the day, it's all about being a receiver. It's all about being able to run routes. So uh, I put a lot of emphasis this year on getting in and out of my breaks, uh, getting good releases with the DBs and everything. So um, just putting on a show of my routes would be a great thing and just looking the ball in, getting some great catches. Okay. Uh, that would be my most important thing, yeah. What's What would you say separates you know a good route runner or a great route runner from a good route runner? You know, because it's, it's – 
if you have a really good eye for football, it, you know, you can tell you can tell the difference between I mean, obviously like the pinnacle, like the, you know, mosses, the the rices, like the separation there is obviously huge, but you know, just the difference between someone who's a good route runner and someone who's a great route runner, what do you think really separates those two categories of players? I would say great route runners are patient but urgent. Um, coming off the ball, they might be a little bit more patient with their releases, but when they make that final stick, it's urgent to get to a spot. Um, coming out of breaks, it might be patient, it might look a little slower, but coming out, you're running to the spot you need to be. Because uh, in in the league, it's it's not much space. Um, mm-hmm. Quarterbacks are very elite. they're very great at what they do, getting the ball in the tight spaces. And it's, you're not always going to be wide open. You might have somebody on your back. So just that that little bit of edge separating out the top of the routes or off your releases, I think, will make you a great receiver. Yeah, because that quarterback is just waiting for you to be on that spot. And they can, bro. I'm telling you, they can sling it like. I used to, uh, yeah. I, I worked at Syracuse, and uh, when I was there, I, you know, I was a quarterback manager with uh, when Ryan Nassib was there. He played for the Giants for a little bit, with the Saints for a little bit. And, man, that dude could throw the rock. I mean, it, was, it came in quick, you know, real quick. For sure. For sure. I was with Deshaun. Um, so I trained with Deshaun a little bit around this time last year. And then, luckily, I was able to actually go to the Texans and be with Deshaun and catch some more balls from him. But, it's it's crazy how accurate these quarterbacks are once you get yeah. to that level. I mean, you were um, at you were at Georgia. It's it. not like you had a terrible quarterback, but like yeah. how how different is no, it when I you're mean, really play, when you're playing with that with the you know heat. someone the level of of Deshaun Watson, right? I mean, it makes a huge difference. Oh, pause. That wasn't us, right? My Wi-Fi. I guess I, I oh, yeah, it is him. All right. It's probably his phone. I apologize. I don't know what happened there. Uh, it's all good. Can y'all hear me? Yeah, we can hear it. We'll just keep it rolling. Yeah. Got it all right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Going. All right. So, um, like I was saying, you obviously played with some really good quarterbacks. Yeah, you obviously yeah. played with some really good quarterbacks at, at Georgia. But, you know, playing with someone the level of Deshaun Watson, like, you know, where where do you really notice that difference in in that level of play with, when you're playing with someone uh, of such caliber? Uh, so I play with Jake Fromm. I play with uh, a couple of good quarterbacks at Georgia. But the difference I would say in the, once you get to the league is how much they actually study the defense, how much they actually study their game, just put more time. There's no school that you don't have any class or anything. This is your lifestyle. This is your job. This is your career. So once you get to that professional level, it was, it was a lot different. Um, just watching how much time veterans put into just studying the game, becoming a student of the game. Um, and watching Deshaun do that, taking the time after practice and taking the time before practice, just to show me a couple things. Um, this is where I can improve my game and, this is where you can do this better. I think that was the biggest difference. Um, Jake Fromm did a great job at doing that. I feel like he prepared very well going to the professionals um, doing that. But seeing Deshaun do it, it was, it was a different, different how, how was your experience with the Texans? Obviously, he's got his own thing going on with them right now. Right, what, where was this guy going? Where's Deshaun going? Where's the guess? <laughs> I, I don't I know. I keep hearing Jets. I, 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 I keep I, hearing Jets. I feel like. 
I don't know. He might stay around. He might not. But I haven't been around the Texan organization in a couple months. And then so we had I the whole Miami know. thing too. We I mean, how do you how do you feel about that? You know, obviously getting to play with him a little bit, um, and you know, being a part of the organization, you were part of it. You know, in in the facilities day to day for a while. You know, how do you how do you feel about that whole situation? Like as an athlete, if you were in his shoes, you know, how would you feel uh, and how would you react? Um, this isn't the first time I got this question, but personally for me, I feel like uh, like I don't feel like you're at your your best when you're not happy. So to if if you keep somebody around that's not happy, like I, I just don't feel like they'll perform at their best just because they're coming in to work every day, like, dang, I got I gotta do this or I gotta go go into this facility. You feel me? So uh that's that's just kind of my quick take on it. Uh if you're forcing somebody to do something, they're not happy, like they're just not gonna be at their best. So And you have a longer take on it or or that's all you uh, <laughs> No, nah, that's 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 really all I got, yeah. I gotta try to pull I gotta try to pull these strings a little bit here. I love I love hearing the inner work. I know it. I always tell I always joke I around with him because you know, he's such a big sports fan. I'm like, listen, like you and I you and I look at athletics very differently. Um, and you know, we've, we've obviously had a couple other, uh, you know, football players in here and, and they say the same thing. Like I look at it like a business, you know, I, I don't go to an NFL game and think like, Oh my God, it's so great to be at the state. I can't wait to watch them play. I'm like, man, I wonder what the logistics are like getting from the hotel to the, to the How stadium. Like, it? you know, what, yeah. when the hotel <laughs> checks were, you know, when, how, well, I wonder what time they're going back to their home, like home <laughs> stadium, you know, like all that, all that stuff I'm thinking about. Cause I'm like, man, like playing back the, the memories of when I was at Syracuse going with the team, you know, it's, it's completely different when you're on that side of, of the experience. Yeah. And that, that's kind of where I'm at. Well, I'm, I'm still in it, but um, mm -hmm. even looking back like at, at Georgia, I'm thinking like, what are these guys mindset, like riding the bus or, you know, just little stuff like that. Like you said, but it looked, the, the, the dolphin uh, need to get some little holes. You never know, man. Yeah. If they get Deshaun, maybe we get you to holler, we get you to holler up. We got to get receiver, man. Hey man, if I I really don't care where it is right now, as long as I get a job, man. <laughs> and I mean, obviously, with with what's going on with COVID and everything in the league, they're talking about you know obviously a lot a decent amount of teams, or I guess the whole salary cap as a whole, right, kind of going down. Um, what does that mean? Like, what does that look like as an outlook of like a free agent player with everything that's kind of going? On? Obviously, teams in the NFL don't like losing money, and, and COVID was tough on on all businesses and and football. At the end of the day, the NFL is a business. So, you know, how do you got? How do you as like a free agent prepare for what probably is going to be a more drawn out free agency period? Um, I think it all come down to how much you love the game. Like for me. I uh, I really I've been like I said I've been around this game since I was very young. Um, my dad and his three brothers all played played football. They none of them were able to make it to this professional level. So for me, just being here is is this is my dream. Uh, so I don't really think about the money too much. Of course, it's gonna put food on the table and everything. I have a little girl, so Congrats. we need some money in the house. But um, at the end of the day, like I, I just play this game out of love. Um, I have a little brother up at Michigan. I'm just trying to set a good example for him. So. There we go. So it's really no option. This is the option. You got to make yeah, the option. Yeah, this is happen. the option. Love that. Yeah. that. That's the mentality you're going to bring on into that pro days. This is the only option, right? There's no for other sure. way. And I love that, man. So I want to dive in a little bit about your your brand, right? The Tyler Simmons brand. 
Can you talk to us a little bit about that and that kind of how you started that and, and what was the, the comings of that? And I also noticed on your on your page that, you know, I saw Vayner Sports, you know, kind of what are you guys doing with them and how is that working for you? I know that, you know, obviously Gary Vee, his brother with Vayner Sports are doing some really cool stuff um, and helping a lot of athletes out. So definitely would love to dive into that. Yeah, so um, I don't know if you guys know, but I think it was the 2018 National Championship. Um, we were able to go and play Bama in the in Atlanta uh, for the National Championship. And there was a very controversial play um, where it looked like I jumped off sides to go block a punt, but I just kind of got an early jump, but I, I wasn't off sides. Uh, it, it just was really close once you go back and look. But um, I was able to block the punt, and they called me offside. So, but that that play could have been a big turning point in the game where we could have came out on top and everything. So, the fans kind of hyped it up. This whole Tyler Simmons was onside thing. Um, I saw it literally everywhere. I heard it literally everywhere. Um, there were fraternities and sororities around Georgia with buttons that said in everything. Wow. So. Uh, Come my birthday this year, uh, a couple of my friends came up to Houston and they were telling me like, bro, you should start making some merchandise. Uh, and, you know, you make some money off of it. Like a lot of people have been making T-shirts and stuff, but you haven't made any money off of it. So I kind of took that and ran. Uh, came national championship this year with uh, Bama and what they play, Ohio State. Mm -hmm. I posted on Twitter during the game. Um, somebody, or actually somebody commented, uh, Tyler Simmons on side and I, I commented back uh, merchandise coming soon and that kind of blew up everybody was like I want a t-shirt I want a t-shirt and so kind of took that and ran I found a Shopify I went on Shopify found a drop shipper uh, and just set up the site from there and but what I did with it was I was really close with the organization in Athens Georgia uh, where I went to school that's called ESP and it's extra special people and it's a it's like a camp kind of for kids with disabilities um, they're able to go there in the afternoons, in the mornings, whatever the case may be, and just be around kids like them, you know, um, where they, and they make them feel whole, make them feel normal in, uh, in a enclosed place, enclosed space. So, um, I helped out with their, they came out to like Bulldogs and Buddies, so they'll come out to a practice and we talked to them, we signed autographs, whatever the case may be, and then I helped out three years in a row at their big pageant. And what I do, I escort the kids out. They might have a talent show. I escort them out to the stage. We all dress up in tuxes. So it's real nice. So what I wanted to do, I gave back. Uh, I said for every $20, $25 made, I will give a dollar back to ESP. Um, so, so far we've done, we started this about a little over a month ago. And so far we've done like, two thousand dollars so uh like roughly five just like 50 oh no i'm sorry 500 is going back to esp that's so incredible i'm, I'm putting that yeah and just be able to give back and what's the link do you know what the link is so so what's people can uh people can go out and buy those shirts and and, yeah, right and even donate yeah. you know is there a yeah, way for them to donate tswo.shop um, or you can just go to, if you type in extra special people, Athens and go to their website, they have a link up in the, um, the right corner where you can just give, if you want to, if you don't want to buy any products, you just want to give to them. 
Awesome. We'll uh, make sure to put it in the description. Yeah, guys, take a second right now and just go into that link and just let's, let's show this man some love and let's show uh, love to, the, to these kids because that's a really amazing thing that you're doing right there tied in with your with your For personal sure. brand. I think that's beautiful. Mm-hmm. And where does that, like how you were talking about, you know, it makes a big impact in these in these kids' lives. Like where does this money go? I think it's always great when people can can hear about like what benefit their money actually goes towards these kids. For sure. So they go on, they do a lot of things. They go on field trips. They go, uh, one of the field trips is like I said, to Bulldogs and buddies. It's about 30 minutes away. They can all ride the bus to the Georgia practice. Uh, they do, like I said, the big pageant that's done in a big theater in Athens, um, where all the kids, they, they decorate the whole theater, whatever the theme is. Like one year we had a baseball theme, um, and they let the kids dress up and do stuff. They have summer camps. They, um, I mean, they do a whole bunch of stuff. Uh, the, the camps are the biggest thing. Um, and they have something right now that they're working on. I do not remember exactly what it is, but it just really goes to them and lets them do, you know, things that we had a chance to do that they, they, they didn't. So, um, it's all about making, uh, allowing them to feel normal in, in that environment. So, um, a lot of them have disabilities as far as like down syndrome and stuff like that. So, you know, just us as Bulldogs spending time with them, it, it went a long way for them. They're, they're big just, Bulldogs fans. Just that little contribution goes a long way, you know, oh, man, for, especially it, for these kids, you know, and they love going to like, they love going to practices. We used to, we used to do something similar at Syracuse and like when the kids would come, I mean, just like interacting with the players, with the coaches, you know, even with the staff, like the, uh, you know, a couple of them kept, were, pre- were pretty routine um, members uh, uh, that would come to practice and they would always joke around with like us on the student, uh, like the, the student member side and, and with like the GAs and stuff. And we would always go back and forth. Them. It was always so fun, you know, and they always had an amazing time. So, uh, yeah. Tremendous to, to hear that you're able to, you know, give back in such a way uh, to the community that that really you probably grew up in. Yeah, and you'd For be sure. surprised too. Like yeah. I've, I remember I um, I did this thing and I was talking to one of these kids at an event. You'd be surprised how much they actually know about the sport. Like, oh, they, they are, upset, bro. They're I'm upset. like, oh shit. I'm <laughs> like upset. numbers, everything. I'm like, whoa. I'm like, I'm at the games. <laughs> I'm like on the sideline, and I don't know as much information as you do. Like. Exactly. They know all your stats. They'll know every starter. They know even <laughs> past the starters. They know second, third string. So it's always good to have them around and it, it kinda give you like a reason to do what you're doing. Yeah. Um these kids they can't do what we do, but just they're kinda living through us, you know. So and where do you see this evolving into? Obviously, uh, you know, you're doing tremendous things now, but I'm sure that you want to continue for it to evolve. So where do you really see uh, this going, do you want to like start your own foundation eventually? Yeah. So eventually I do want to start my own foundation. Um, I haven't talked to ESP about it. So y'all are like kind of the first people to hear about it, but eventually if possible, um, ESP is only in Athens right now. So I would like to, once the funds, um, get there, get another one in Atlanta. Um, Don't forget about Miami. A, yeah, <laughs> eventually it could be everywhere. Um, so you know, a lot of kids with disabilities in Atlanta that would love to have this same opportunity to probably team up with a team like Georgia Tech or Georgia State, somewhere in that area, um, and be able to have the same opportunities. Because I know the the kids in Athens, they, they love doing what they're doing. Uh, they have a big organization. Everybody in Athens knows who they are. So just to have something like that in a couple of different cities would, would be great. 
That's awesome, man. That's awesome. And 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 on the on, on the other side of things, I want to ask you, um, you know, when did you really start working with with Vayner Sports? Um, was it when the whole situation happened at Georgia with the, with the Alabama game, with the whole offside thing and that kind of caught traction, the hype and all that stuff, and then you know tweets and all that stuff. You know, Gary's in the whole social media world. So was it really that that sparked them to want to do something with you, capitalize on your brand, or was it more working with your with what you're trying to do with the kids that really pushed them to or pushed you to work with them? So um, coming out of Georgia, coming out my senior year, I needed an agent. Um, Banner Sports, they. The, uh, my agent, Brian McLaughlin, he hit me up preseason, um, trying to just see where my head was as far as finding the agent. Uh, I kind of, my whole senior year, I, I backed off the agency process, just kind of focusing on the team, focusing on the season. So once the end of the season came around, Brian was one of the few agents uh, that was still like, had a lot of interest. Went up to New York, uh, was able to see Vayner Sports, Vayner Media, the whole office and everything. Everything was real nice. Um, and just having the time, I haven't got a chance to sit down and talk to Gary face to face, but we talked over over Zoom, over Facetime type thing. Him and his brother. Is he so as, just is he as what, intense in in the way he is in in a phone call as he is in, in nah. social media? Is he completely? Di- How is that? Nah, he's not completely different. He, he's pretty. <laughs> he's a pretty uh, even like, kill. Yeah, even kill. But um, one of my boys of works when he him to, in New York and loves it. Yeah, it, it, I mean, he's a great guy. He's just really blunt. Uh, he's really blunt. He's going to say what, what what he feels, what's on his mind. So, I mean, but I feel like that's needed uh, I got, in a lot of places. I got a pretty I got a pretty hot question for you. Did they or any other agency ever, you know, just like slide you, uh, you know, an envelope full of cash on the table? Be like, yo, I think you need to, <laughs> you know, come come with the, come with us. Nah, nah. It's up. Are like, you sure? I, it happens. No, I'm are positive. You, are you it sure? Happens, not maybe not, not an envelope. What about like a book with like some hundreds in it? You know? Nah, no. Nah, they like gave you like one of those like hey, hey, one of those like drug dealer handshakes. Like, yo, what's my, up, man? My boy, like, my boy Josh is trying to get. He's trying to get you off sides again, man. Be careful. <laughs> 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 no. Nah. But you uh, see, once I, once I got my signing bonus, that's when I got some money. Woo! There you go. There you go. There you go. So how does that whole process work? Because you know we do like you really only hear about like agents and and like how they end up working with players when they're doing illegal shit, like you know sliding them cash under the table or like buying them cars. So how does the legal process work of like you know signing with an agency or like you know how do you decide you know who might be best for you to work with? So legally you can't sign with an agent until you're, you're declared. Like you're, you're, once you sign with an agent, you should be done with college. Like you, okay. you can't go back. If, if you sign with them at the beginning of your senior season, like you're disqualified for your senior season. Really? If found out. Interesting. Yeah. So, um, because that, yeah, that's a bit, I feel like that's a big if. Yeah. If, right. if they find out. <laughs> so, um, once you're done and you sign, you start signing papers. Well, first you'll, you'll search around for an agent. Um, a lot of people know what agent they have in mind already. Um, so me, once I went up to New York, I signed my papers and everything, read over the contract, um, and that made everything official. But from there, that gives them rights to start basically shopping you around. Um, once you signed it, they'll literally write mine that same day was talking to teams like, I have this kid, uh, he runs this 40. Can you take a closer look at him, look at his film, send my film out everywhere. So 
your your agent does all the hustling for you. Um, and that's why they make they can they can make big bucks. Yeah. Um, so do do they also help you at Vayner Sports with aligning themselves, aligning you with brands, companies to do like sponsorships, advertisement, all that stuff? And what what are some of the ones that you've done so far? If you don't mind me asking. Yeah. So at Vayner, um, since it's such a big company, every year we'll receive like um, going into like last year when I was training, I received one, and this year when I was first got to, to the Texans, we received like a duffel bag full of stuff. And basically what it is, is things from different companies. So I had like, I don't know if you've heard, heard of like dude wipes. Yep, um, yeah. They're, they're, yeah. Dude wipes. Um, By the way, any of these we companies listening, like, we're looking for some sponsors for the podcast. Right, right, right. as well. <laughs> <laughs> Vinny, if you want to help us. <laughs> for sure. So we had like dude wipes. Um, we had like some insoles different clothing and everything, you know, um, he just give you a, a nice discount usual. code for wine, wine library. I don't know if you're into wine. Uh, or not. <laughs> I, I am in a wine, but I don't have one. Oh, <laughs> uh, you gotta get Gary to give you some wine, man. Yeah. I heard Gary is very big on wine, but basically when they, when they send all that stuff, they, they put, they tag everybody on this little card and they're like, post it. Once you post it, uh, some of the companies may reach back and like, let's go forward with a sponsorship or something like that. But, um, sadly I haven't had any chances to do that. Just, well, actually I have soldier sports. Uh, they sent out some stuff and they make like, you know, athletic clothing. They make like mouthpieces and stuff like that. Nothing big yet, but it, it's definitely coming. So you, how, how does it, I'm sorry for you. How does that work with though, when you're in the NFL? Cause I know sometimes there's like, you can't like do certain things when it comes working with brands or you can't, especially if you're in a certain team or you got Nike or you got some of the rules and all, how does that work when you work with the agents who are trying to get you sponsors to brands? How does that you know, is that something they have to talk about or do you have the freedom, you know, like a non-compete to go out there and actually like, you know, work with as many as you want? Um, I haven't gotten that far. Uh, I think, <laughs> I I think on that. game days you you're, you have to wear whatever the NFL tells you to wear. Yeah. Oh. As far as game days and everything, um, like I know you can't wear like the, the super duper crazy cleats on the field during the game. Like a lot of people just do it during like pregame warmup like OBJ. and stuff like that. Yeah, like OBJ, I, I know. I'm so sure. I'm so waiting for them to let that go so I can see some like Cactus Jacks or Jordan Fours out there. You know, exactly, like, exactly. Come on, I'm man. big on the I'm big on the shoes, so um, I'm I'm into. I, ju- like, I just all saw the crazy some. I just saw something like on I think on like Barstool Sports or whatever. It was like a it was like the game breads, but someone turned them into hockey cleats. I was like, oh, those are so fire! Like, yeah, damn. that sound hard. I know, yeah, right? Sound. So so good. <laughs> that's crazy. No, it's it's just it's, it's so cute. for me. It's just like again. You know, Josh goes back to the business part. Like for me, I love knowing the business part of like how that works when it comes to athletes and brands and sponsorships and how that whole world operates. Because I'm going to tell you, man, like today, the way everything's moving on today, I think it's so important for like athletes to also utilize their, you know, full potential of what they're great at to also build their personal brand up. Because what's after football, right? Like what's after exactly. football, you know, and if you and mo- if you look at back in the day, you know, unless you were like an iconic figure, like a Jordan or like somebody like that at that level, um, you it was really hard to build your own personal brand or nobody would help them with it or let them know, hey, this is what you should be doing. You know, yeah, yeah, sometimes they'll tell them, hey, go invest money on this franchise or on these businesses. I know that was popular back in the back in the day. But, you know, now I feel like it's switching. Now you're seeing a lot of these uh 
uh, people advising athletes, hey, let's build your personal brand. Let's get you. I mean, it's not. Let's get it out there. It's not even just the athletes, so it's the coaches as well. I know, like true, when I, when true, I got into strength sure. conditioning, it was like, now you're the strength coach. You come in, you know, the, you train the athletes, and then you leave. Like that's what you do. If you work for, if you're the head strength coach for Georgia football, like you're the head strength coach for Georgia football. Yeah. That's what people know you as. By the time I left strength and conditioning six years later, they were like, nah, man, you got to be building, like you got to use this as your platform to build your personal yeah. brand. Because if you get, if like if Kirby leaves, Kirby Smart leaves, like your ass is getting fired too 100% of the time. And then what are you going to exactly. do? Well, it's like this guy, yeah. who's, who's that, who's that, um, that coach that uh, I think is the strength coach that's blown up, the guy that always has the sleeveless shirts or like the huge jacked guy. And he's always like fired up. I you don't know. know oh, uh, you know who I'm talking is, about. Is it Oregon? Is it Oregon's <sighs> coach? Is it Oregon? I don't know. He's a jack dude. He's always like going crazy with the kids on on the sideline, jumping up and down. Fucking wears sleeveless uh, shirts in the That's games. like 90%. Does he have? Does he have the little the mustache with the little curls so. on the end? I think so. Yeah, he was at Georgia. He was at Georgia for a, <laughs> like was my he was he through. that wild? Yeah, he, he is wild. Bro, I'm telling uh, you, some, some of the people I've worked with, like, this train, like listen, if you're in the weight room and you're training in collegiate football players, I mean, like, 18, 17 to 23-year-old kids, like, you are a little bit crazy. Yeah. You know, you yeah, are. you have to be. You are. I've the, always heard this guy say, whoa! Dude, I'm telling you, the most, ah, the most, every second. The most intense guy I ever worked for, his name's Hal Luther. He's an assistant with, with the Buffalo Bills now. And this dude, I mean, if you, he's on, he has some videos on YouTube of him, like, like squatting for triples, like 655, 700, just like bald head, probably like, you know, probably your height, probably like 5'8", you know. More than the football players. Oh, way more. <laughs> but just like a ball of muscle, like legs the, the size of my waist, dude. I have like a 30-inch waist. Like uh, his, yeah. his whole with <laughs> the quad cool. and the hamstring as big as my waist. I was like unbelievable, just a monster. And every time he would even look at me, I would like – cower in the corner i'd be like all right i'm out of here like uh, i'm not fucking with hal today <laughs> you know? yeah that's how that's how college strength coaches typically are oh uh, so much fun gotta, man some of the best times though were in, in the in the weight room with, with some of these kids you know it's like you get to see some 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 kids grow into like real ass men you know and do real shit with their sure. life and uh for that's sure. super cool to be able to experience yeah how was yeah. your how was your college experience you know when you were in college at georgia you know how how was Probably that fucking wild yeah. No, but it's just yeah. like, you know, I hear different with the national championship. <laughs> Probably fucking insane. Oh, fuck yeah, well, I bet with the whole thing, too, that he was getting hyped we up. We were a trash whole... football team, and it was still crazy at Syracuse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's Syracuse. Yeah. I know, but bro, Georgia. It's fun, man. Like, um, I can honestly say my, my freshman, my sophomore year, like, like everything else is out the window. Like, we were just, like, having fun and everything. And then I, I can say, like, junior year, when it, like, clicked in my head, like, okay, it's time to tighten up type thing. So, Are you, are you um, glad you had the fun, though? Yeah, I definitely am. I got, I got a lot of fun out that I needed to get out. So, right, What's um, the funniest <laughs> thing you did? What's the funniest thing you did in college? It's all right. It's going on YouTube, so you can say whatever you want. Uh, <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh... He's looking for My the, he's looking for the PG store, and I know. Yeah. Uh, no, we want the triple. We want the. We want the. We want the story that's going to go on OnlyFans. That's what we want. No, no. I'm trying to think. So my senior, um, like we had this four bedroom house. Um, it was me and two other athletes and one non athlete, and we played. I believe it was Notre Dame that night. Um, it was a late game, night game. I had a couple friends come up from Atlanta, and we all went. 
we all went out to me and my girl, my two friends, we all went out to IHOP. So I, we already knew our house was like the party, the party house. But our neighborhood is like one of the newer neighborhoods in Athens. So it was it was really nice. Not many parties there except for us and everything. I kid you not, downtown Athens closes at two. We left the house at 145. By the time I got home, I could not get into my neighborhood. It's gated community and everything, but the line is literally like to the street. Turns out they planned a party at my house. So uh, I get there. I have nowhere to park. I think the party didn't end to like 4 a.m. It was so crazy. Damn. So, I mean, that so was probably one of the craziest things. You know, no, I couldn't. I had to go like around the corner. <laughs> you know, it's funny. I was uh, I was in a fraternity at Syracuse, and actually, my boy who played wide receiver at, at Cuse was actually he was on uh, he was on the scout team for the Texans for a little while. Alec Lemon, and his like whole thing every time a game we would finish a game at Cuse, he'd be like, "All right, party at SIU," which was like my fraternity. I'm like, "Bro, fuck <laughs> you, bro. You're not inviting the a hundred football players to my closed party. Like, if you want to come." You're more, he'd be like, go party at exactly. SIU tonight. You're doing some crazy ass shit. I'm like, bro, come, Alec, you're killing me here, man. Like, you like know, you're not going to clean up. I on the, on the low, up. like you and a couple of the boys can come, but the whole team, the squad, like, I don't think so. Exactly. Not bringing the whole wide receiver crew. <laughs> it gets rowdy. Oh, See, man. I never had that college experience. So I don't know what, the, I, don't, I don't know what to say, but in, I mean, everything you could probably think about in the movies. Which is, yeah, which like you know what is hilarious is like when I joined my fraternity, I was, I come from like a real small town. I was so naive that I never correlated like what happened in the movies to like what was actually going to happen to me. I never once thought about that. I was just like, all they're going to do is like make us clean up and then they're going to yell at us a little bit. Like this can be fucking easy. I never thought about like hell week or like any of the crazy shit that like you see in like porkies and fucking animal house. I never thought like. Oh, maybe they might do some of that to me. It's like, no, no, no. Just like, you're going to yell in my face a little bit. I'm going to have to clean the house. Like, this is going to be a breeze. And then it yeah. all happened. I was like, holy shit. This is what they were talking yeah. about? <laughs> you know? I had one fraternity I was really close with. I'm not, I'm not going to put their name out there. Um, <laughs> but they made their freshman guys. They had a basketball court outside the house. They made their freshmen go out there and play like a full game in uh, like khaki shorts. And polo shirts with no ball. With no ball. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Now I want to know if that's so good. That. That's so. That's stuff like I would like to do. I was that's more. Hilarious. I was definitely more like the mental head fuck than people. I'd be like, all right, you gotta like wake me up in the morning on Wednesdays and 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 recite me a handwritten poem. They'd be like, what? I'm like, it better be handwritten too. You know, best one I ever got: personification of leaves. It was unbelievable. Oh my gosh. <laughs> unbelievable. That's hilarious. So I'm gonna tell you, man, like I know you guys, especially being an athlete, you know, especially in college, they hold you to a certain standard and I get it. But I, at the same time, like how how do you guys hold yourself from having all that fun? And obviously you had fun, but like how do you balance it? Like or how do you guys like keep yourself where it's like, okay, we gotta know that this is like a time frame in my life here where it's serious and then like not get consumed with this, but also I got to enjoy some of it because if not, I'm never going to experience this again. Um, it's all about, I feel like just trial and tribulation. Like you, you just kind of learn on your own, um, time management. That, that's a part of life, big part of life. Uh, so like, like I said, with me coming in, I had a lot of fun, but when it's really time to like tighten down and do the right things, 
I had a lot of people in my corner um, to help me with that. At Georgia, we had a big support system, um, a lot of tutors, a lot of stuff like that. So just kind of honing down and like really telling myself like life is about to hit you. So, and also learning from people that's been there, whether it be my parents or former athletes or stuff like that. It it helped me kind of hone in and focus like, and tell myself like, if you really want to do this, you have to put the time in, like you're going to get what you put in. So I put a lot more time into the field. I put a lot more time in my academics and I kind of, that's how I got to where I am now. I'm in the league. um, trying to get with a team right now, but it kind of, it it just hits you at some point. Um, That's how it came for me. So, Totally hear you, man. And and I was going to bring up something else. You know, you mentioned your, your dad, right? Baby girl? Or baby boy. I'm sorry, you kind of went out. Can you repeat yourself? Yeah, I was saying that um, you mentioned you were a, you were a dad, as well. Um, I'm sorry. No, it's all good. Can you hear us now? Yeah, but my phone. Can you talk? Try yeah. now. Yeah. Can you hear? Oh, us? Okay, we good. We good. Perfect. We good. So I was just saying. I know you mentioned you were a dad. Um, so I was wondering if you is a little baby girl or, ba- or a baby boy. Baby girl. Baby girl. So I'm a dad too. How old is she? She's about to be 10 months this month. Oh, congrats, man. Congrats, congrats. bro. My little one's thank you, thank turned you. two in January. So uh, I'm telling you, man. Like, You're looking at my little one right here. Right. I mean, I'm <laughs> <little> one. <laughs> he has to be controlling me the whole time. So how is that, you know, with the preparation of going into, you know, making yourself better, the best version of you, trying to get back in the league, pro day, getting ready for that, you know, it's time consuming. And I know that, you know, it's, you got to be focused. So how do you, how do you create, you know, you said managing your time. How do you create that, that proper time for you to be able to still have the, the, the time needed to spend with your little one, your girl, your family, and then also be focused and understand that, you know, this opportunity is probably the last one if I don't take it this seriously. Well, I mean, like you said, you're a dad, so you know, like once you once you have that kid, it's it it might come sooner than later, but it eventually it'll come like where a switch kind of click in your head, like okay, I have I have to feed this kid, like I have another human in the world now, so you have to feed her, you have to put clothes in her back. So I feel like that was my motivation going for into the league, um, and like that that kind of laser focus. Um, like when, once she got here, it was kind of like, okay, cool, I have a kid. But I gave about a month and like things started clicking like, okay, like formula is expensive. Clothes are expensive. Like <laughs> Diapers so are like, expensive. Yeah, diapers are expensive. So like you got to really hone in and focus on what you're doing. Like put in, if you're going to do this, like you just got to do it with everything. So um, having that kid, I feel like, really helped me focus uh it told me it really let me know to tighten up um and do everything right so that that's how it came for me love that damn i mean tyler it's been it's been an absolute pleasure uh you know getting to hear a lot about your story and and see your come up and see all the things that you got you know going for you and, and what you're looking forward to uh it's been tremendous for me personally to be able to to you know hear it from from the man himself and and get to know you seem like an amazing guy and you know, I just wanted to say before we wrap things up, you know, best of luck to you with the pro day. You know, I hope we get signed by a team. When you get signed by a team, you got to let us. Let when us you get signed by a team, you got to let us. For know. sure, we're gonna be putting we're that out there, and we're gonna be celebrating time. the hell with you. Um, gotcha. 
Before we wrap things up and before Mendez, uh, you know, throw some lightning uh, rapid fire questions at you to finish it off. Where can people find you uh, on social media and what's the best way to reach out to you? And, and you know, let's drop that uh, that link one more time for, for your donation. Uh, on, on Instagram, um, I'm Ty.Simmons underscore at the end. On Twitter, I'm Ty underscore Simmons with a three at the end. And then um, as far as the website is TSWO.shop. And for ESP, you can, uh, I don't know the exact link to their website, but you can go search bar. What's your Shopify ES- account? I'm sorry, can you repeat that? What's your Shopify link? Oh, shop is tswo.shop. Awesome. TSW. Yeah. So, um, and then the ESP, you can just type in extra special people, Athens, go to their link and it'll be a donate button in the top right. Love it. You guys heard it. Um, one more thing, man. We got to get some of those shirts. What is the offside shirts? We got to get some of that. Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah, yeah we're going right to the shop. We got to get some of that gear. Yeah, we're going to buy some for sure. Woo! For sure. I'm excited. All right, time to hit you with some lightning round questions. All right, gotcha. question number one. I know you said the funnest experience, but what was your wildest experience that you had wildest? in your career, in your entire career, college, Ooh. NFL, whatever it is? Um... Wildest. Ooh. We had some wild times at Georgia. Uh, I would probably say Athens down or Georgia has this little downtown area called uh, what we just call it downtown, like downtown Athens. Um, I feel like just being down there was like just my wildest thing. Like just being a, a, my freshman year, of course, uh, being out there, it was, it was just a while. I don't, necessarily have a specific experience but just being down there during that time was very wild everybody was flooding the streets it's like a real old school downtown brick buildings uh you know the apartments on top of little shops and everything Mm -hmm. so a whole bunch of bars at least like 20 bars out there so just being out there was probably my wildest experience love it i know we mentioned how the offside play was one of the most recognized moments in your career in the sense of a lot of attention coming your way but what was your biggest play your biggest play in your in your in your career in college i would say um probably my touchdown auburn game uh i had the first touchdown my my junior year i kicked it off with um like a it's probably like a 30 yard touchdown t- catch um corner touchdown it was pretty cool so we're going to have best. to look it up now. We're going to have to look it up on Yeah, for sure. for sure. Um, last and final question. What's the biggest piece of advice you can leave off to all our listeners today in one sentence? Um, in one sentence. Uh, don't procrastinate later what you can do now. Boom. Uh, I feel it. like, yeah, I felt like at Georgia, I procrastinated coming in. I, Procrastination is like one of my weaknesses, uh, but a lot of stuff you procrastinate, you can literally do in that moment. So why wait? Love that. Guys, you heard it from Tyler himself. Don't procrastinate. All right. Tyler, appreciate you coming on. Make sure you guys go check him out. Make sure you guys get that T-shirt on Shopify so we can help out ESP. Uh, it's an amazing organization. Uh, and Tyler, we uh, we appreciate you coming on one last time. Until next time, everybody. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Thank Welcome, you. my brother. Thank you for listening to Sweat It Out with Anthony Mendez and Josh Evans. Enjoyed this episode? Make sure to subscribe, rate, and leave a review.